It felt like my soul had been someplace else for a really, really long time. I entered into the eye of the storm of grief that I had been carrying. I, I began to cry. The littlest thing would just send me into an anxiety spiral that, like, it's just one little thing. Why is this little thing ruining my day? Elicinia is a unique psilocybin retreat based in Mexico with a focus on meditation, neuroscience, and brain health. I had zero doubt that this was something that I was going to go through and actually do. That self-compassion sort of has trickled into every little part of my life. I hadn't laughed that hard in so long. The profoundness with which I experienced like reality, the magnitude of the beauty was just completely overwhelmed. Maddie, thank you so much for coming to the show. It is so wonderful to see you again. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and why you decided to come to Ellicinia? My name is Maddie. I'm 37 years old. I live in California. I'm a builder. These are like the basics. Coming to Ellicinia was a fucking crazy decision for me. I have been in recovery for just over seven years when I got to Ellicinia. Shit, I don't know. Making the decision to come was about a year-long process. But how it started was I was talking to other people in recovery that were going through similar things. Depression, anxiety, trying to reestablish yourself as a normal member of society. And doing all of the stuff that is prescribed. Going to meetings, exercise, eating well, therapy medication, all of the shit that you can find on the internet to make yourself feel better. And at about six years, I had been trying for six years and having our time still. If you looked at it on a chart, it was an uphill trajectory. It was progress. But I was in my mid-30s and still having a really hard time. And so I was talking to friends, some of which had recently tried psychedelics for therapeutic reasons. And the conversation started out as very interesting and they were sharing their experience with me, but I was, wasn't even really consideration at the time. It was too fucking scary. You know, sobriety is, is everything. I don't have a job without being sober. I don't have a dog without being sober. I don't have a partner. I have shit. I'm just a junkie. So the conversation started and I was hearing really good things, quick responses for depression, responses that people weren't able to get out of antidepressants, out of therapy. And the conversations continued and I reached out to other people that were having similar experiences. And it turned out this network within my community of recovery was slightly larger than I had originally thought. And so about Six months be before coming to Eleusinia, my, my life had hit a pretty low bottom. Depression was fucked. Getting out of bed was fucked. Doing really basic stuff like walking my dog and going to work and stuff like that was tough. 
And so the idea of using psychedelics for personal growth started to really open up. And at that point, I started talking to people and I was asking who they're doing it through, how they're experiencing it, where they're going, all of the shit that's like not super easy to figure out on your own. And I, and I went through multiple months of talking to people, talking to guides, people that were doing it in the States, people that were doing integration and prep work as therapists, therapists that were doing it in clinical settings, clinical trials, all of the shit, all of the available options. And it was fucking terrifying. And like, I would meet with somebody over the phone and I would be like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. And then I would meet with somebody later that week and I'd be like, oh, they were so sweet. That was such a great conversation. I feel like we really had a connection. And then 12 hours later, I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. And then I met the woman that I've been working with and she is a therapist and she kind of pointed me in the direction. She pointed me in the direction of you guys as retreat. She gave me a handful of different options. And ultimately I found that she and I got together super well. I really had a lot of trust in her. She felt very safe to me. And so she and I started doing prep work. I hadn't even booked with you. I was still hesitant about the actual experience. I wanted to see what the therapeutic side of it was. And we had a couple of really, really good sessions, sessions that I hadn't experienced with a traditional therapist in years. And she recommended you guys. I looked into it. I booked a session with Jessica over, over Skype or whatever. And it was great because I, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know what I could potentially get from this. And one thing that Jessica said that really resonated was, yeah, I mean, you can just come here and explore. You don't have to have any intention. You don't have to have anything set in stone. You can come and kind of figure it out. And I think, I think that's what really sealed the deal for me because throughout this process, throughout the previous year, throughout the previous six months, I'm like, what do I want from this? What can I get from this? I've had recreational use with hallucinogens and I fucking, it scared the shit out of me. I had reoccurring bad trips. They weren't fun. I had zero intention on doing this recreationally. I needed personal growth, but I didn't know what that meant. And then I, our, our claw ended and I tried to book it. And my credit card said, you can't do that. It's too much money. And I said, can you please let me charge it? And they said, okay. And then I charged it. And then I booked a ticket and I booked a hotel at the place that we were picked up. And like two months later, I was in fucking Mexico, man. And it was like, it was so terrifying. I remember you saying that each step of the way you would be okay for a while and then completely be afraid. So like the day you were packing, were you having that total terror? How did that go? I mean, it went on. It was like that. It started as pure fear from like the minute I paid for this, the room to getting on the airplane. So I had weekly sessions with the woman I was doing the prep work with. And the first session I was like, I'm fucking terrified. And by the end of the second or by the end of that session, I was a little bit less terrified. Eight sessions later, it went from pure fear to fear and excitement, fear and hope, fear and possibility. And 
that night I took an evening flight. My girlfriend dropped me off at the airport and I was excited. I was super hopeful. I was really looking forward to it. And then I got into the security line for international travel and I fucking freaked out. I was terrified. I, I didn't want to do it alone. I had never traveled internationally alone. So that was like, oh my God, it's just too much. I didn't want to do it alone. I get through security. I had the best experience. The TSA woman, I said, how are you doing? And she goes, I would be doing a lot better if I had your phone number. And it like fucking broke the anxiety for me. She was crazy. She was like missing teeth and shit. I mean, it was perfect. And I got on the plate and I was terrified. And the dude sitting next to me was, I was convinced he was coming with me. He was externally reacting the way I was feeling internally. I mean, he bit all of his fingernails down to the bone. He took his shoes off. He was like shaking and so anxious. And I was like, I feel you, brother. I'm fucking right there with you, man. This was terrible. And I checked in. <laughs> we landed and I checked in and I was, I was scared. And the next morning we were supposed to be picked up at the hotel lobby and you can see there was nine of us, right? And you can see people kind of gathering. People are talking, walking up to each other. And the very first experience, someone comes up to me and he goes, are you going to the retreat? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, my first reaction was like, what are you, a fucking cop? Leave me alone, man. And then we get in to a bus and I'm in a bus with eight strangers who are all super fucking nice. Everyone is so sweet. I think a big part of my anxiety was this like group setting, the complete unknown, the entire unknown. I think that was a huge part of it. And we get into the bus and everyone's outgoing and friendly. And, and it was right off the bat. It was a great start. And we drove for three hours and we got to this house. It was fucking so pretty. And that first night, I remember you guys meeting us at the bus and introducing yourself. And I'm just like melting with fucking terror and panic. And we're, and we're going inside and we have dinner and you guys are kind of explaining the process to us. And we meet with Yosefina and I met with you and, and you're explaining like, what the next day is going to be like, what the next three days are going to be like. And, and it was fucking, dude, it was panic. I mean, it was panic. It was panic from day one until peak macro dose. Just fear. I'm terrified. I'm, I'm, there's anxiety. There's everything I just described, but there's also this like overwhelming fear that I'm making a mistake and that, I'm about to do something that's irreversible that I'm going to impact this foundational structure of my, my existence, my being. It's funny because like to fucking just be all over the place with this story. When, when I was starting this conversation, I involved, I involved literally everyone in my life. Obviously my partner was involved. She and I discussed this in depth 
before I even considered it. I involved my AA sponsor. I involved all of my friends, literally anyone that has, I've cared about or has cared about me. I involved my mom who has been a part of this process all the way through. And literally everyone was 100% supportive except for a handful of like very staunch AA members for a variety of reasons. And, and I started my journey in Alcoholics Anonymous. A lot of it is based around complete abstinence. And so I brought a lot of guilt with me and, and that led to fear and shame and like not understanding if I'm, if this is going to be a beneficial decision, a neutral decision or a negative decision. Yeah. So I'm doing that I'm fucking in a bus with eight strangers who I'm the youngest person by a lot. I feel super out of place. I don't know what's going on. I'm fucking terrified. The whole experience is scary. And then we have dinner and it's like so good and I can't eat it. I don't sleep. The room is gorgeous and the house is gorgeous and I fucking, I mean, like, what the fuck? I can't, I can't even like, I can't, it's crazy. I don't get it. I don't get like how people openly go to this place, like with excitement, like hats off to you. Fucking get it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wanted to shit myself. There's so much courage. And so that's what I love. I'm so grateful that you're speaking and breaking it down the uh, entirety and the extent of your terror, because it's a real thing and, and to have courage is so hard. And okay, so you arrived, you didn't sleep. The next morning, were you still feeling that terror while you were ingesting the psilocybin? Yes and no. So I met with Josefina and she said something that, that really like spoke to me that in that moment about missing a guide, about missing an inner child, about missing this experience that like, how, how can I know what's going to happen? How can I guide myself if I don't have anyone to guide me? And that's something I've really considered a lot in my adult life. I'm like, what the fuck happened in my childhood? Like, where, where was this? Where were the adults? That kind of shit. And so I had this, like, I think anxiety started to turn into excitement. And I was first thing in the morning, we started early. There was right off the bat, I had the mentality that there was no turning back at this moment. And so I was kind of getting into it. I was really hopeful. I was getting, I was like, you know, I was journaling a lot when I first got there. I was reading a lot of the notes I had taken in all of these prep sessions. I was getting comfortable with the idea. And then we had the ceremony and we were handed the psilocybin. And I just remember like, two scoops, all of it hit, hit it with everything I had. And we started the walking meditation. And I remember you guys saying, as soon as you start feeling something, feel free to like find a comfortable place. And I took three steps and I was going for it. I mean, I hit it super hard and right out the gate, I just started feeling it and I started feeling it really fast. And that was at that point, I went from excitement, anxiety to like just straight back to fear. I was terrified. I wasn't comfortable with what was happening. I was scared with how fast it was onsetting. I was 
super nauseous. I was super uncomfortable. The nausea kept bringing me back into this anxiety and panic. I remember I couldn't break that. It felt like maybe an hour, the first hour I was having just this overwhelming discomfort. And then I finally sat down somewhere on the lawn and I think I just fell into it so hard. I mean, it was the most overwhelming experience, complete detachment. I mean, at that point when the nausea broke, I had essentially lost attachment to myself. I wasn't aware of my body. I was in it super deep. And I think what happened, what really, really set this off was I was laying in the grass and Josefina came up and she let my hair out. I have super long hair and she let my hair out. And it just felt like this relief, this feeling I'd been waiting for, this release of discomfort, everything that I was experiencing up to this point. And it just allowed me to melt into the experience. And she sat with me for, I have no idea, I truly have no idea how long, and really established the beginning of the experience for which was like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, fuck, dude, where do we even start? I mean, I went into this with wanting to experience the full emotional spectrum, the side of things that I don't generally get a chance to excitement, love, compassion, and then the sad side of it too, which I have been kind of just displaying with extreme anger and and not really letting sadness sit. And holy shit, I mean, there was no difference between eyes open, eyes closed, my hearing, my, my vision, my touch, everything was just one. So are you saying that that was your intention to experience like a vastness of emotional range? What did happen with that emotional range? Yeah, that was what my hope was. I remember having a notepad that I could reference while in the medicine. And clearly that was, I mean, I couldn't fucking speak, let alone like read the notes I had written (laughs) the days before. But yeah, my idea was that I could experience self-love, compassion, like really basic human emotion, the stuff that I don't touch. And right off the bat, I mean, I felt warmth and I felt safety. Those were the two things that came in immediately. And they were brought in by a matriarch, an ancestor, whatever, I don't know, a, a feminine, a feminine being came and showed me love. It showed me safety. It showed me that while in it, when all of these emotions were peaking and laughter and happiness and sadness and grief and all of these things were changing, it was showing me the side that I hadn't experienced and was like, here it is. Here it is. You have experienced it. It's here. It's accessible. This is what it is. And then it would change and would get dark. And that same person would say, this is what you're good at. How to do this. Let's get through it. And it was just this revolving door of 
an emotional range that like, I don't have words for, right? Like I know how to say sadness. I know how to say happiness and love, but it was well beyond this. And it was shown to me, it was guided. It was, I wasn't alone. It was perfect. It was fucking perfect. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. That, that day was the hardest thing I've ever done for sure. So that was going on. And like, I had very little awareness of self. Every once in a while I would come to, and a big comforting moment was finding my legs. I would feel my legs. I would find my legs. I would oftentimes see one of you sitting next to me, which made me feel super safe and comfortable. And having this like brief awareness of body gave me this massive appreciation for being here that I was able to experience this out of body uh, process, but I was able to, when it was all said and done, it was still me. And that was fucking one of, one of the most incredible things to come back to having these brief glimpses of, of self and reality it was overwhelming, was gorgeous. But what happened was after this extended period of time, unknown period of time, I came to, I had to go to the bathroom. That's what got me originally got me out of it. I stumbled my way there and I sat back down. And at that moment was the first realization, the first fully conscious realization of myself, my surroundings, what was going on and how I was feeling. And it was fucked up, man. It was fucked up. It felt like I had just woken up from a crazy bender. I didn't remember taking the meds. I didn't remember taking the psilocybin. I didn't remember any of the people, all the eight other people, the staff. I didn't know what you guys were doing there. I thought I had pissed myself. I thought I had done something crazy. I was worried if I had like robbed somebody, if I had gotten into a fight, if I was running around naked, you know, like I had no recollection of what had just happened. And it was fucking awful. And my first thought was, I need to go to my room. I can't live with this. I can't, I can't process this. And Emilio came and sat down with me. And I was like, dude, I need to go to my room. He's like, okay, well, let me check, man. He's so fucking sweet and so caring. And he's like walking me through this process. And he eventually takes me to my room after like trying to get me to eat a little bit and drink a little bit and like kind of get back to it. And I went up to my room and it spiraled. It was fucked. My, I was just in this mindset that I had made a mistake, that I had done this damage to myself, that I had just ruined sobriety for myself, that I was going to go relapse, that I was going to fuck everything up. What did I just do? Did I just relapse? Did I do something crazy? And I sat in that room for about 10 minutes. It wasn't great. I went back downstairs. I sat with Josefina pretty silently for a while. And over the next hour, everyone started to reemerge. And I was able to kind of put the pieces back together. I remember that I was there with others, that I just went through this overwhelming experience. I started to have memories of what had happened. I started to remember how beautiful the experience was, that I had made the decision to go there. I was like super grateful for this, this level of shame I had from the experience because 
this was something that I'd been dealing with way before making the decision to come. It's like my identity with recovery. And so I'm sitting there, everyone's coming to, and they're sharing their stories. And there was so much laughter on one side and people were so reflective and it was so fucking beautiful. And, and my, my normal mind comes back slowly. And it took, it took a few hours. It took till dinner time to really be able to consciously reflect on what had happened that day. And it was what I wanted. It was exactly what I wanted. I felt like I said a million times, this emotional range that was unimaginable. I had realized that it has always been there and I got to deal with a massive part of my identity all within like an eight hour period. I mean, it was like being punched in the face with therapy for 10 years. I mean, it was fucking so overwhelming and it was gorgeous and hard, hard work and so nourishing. Turns out you eat five grams of mushrooms with a bunch of strangers, it breaks the ice. It was such a beautiful experience from that moment on. I mean, you guys were the most incredible curators of this experience for me and for everyone else. Everyone I was there with seemed to be the right group of people to be experiencing this. I still get check, checked in on by I am people, not nonstop. It's crazy. It's like so loving. Awesome. Yeah, that was just day one. And then we fucking kept going. What the fuck, man? My energy right now is like, just, I, I'm like feeling it. I'm like just at the top of, of, of my, my inner energy. I mean, I'm like shaking right now, just remembering it all. And when we were, when we were talking before this, I was saying, it's like always so hard for me to recap this because it's like, I just jump right back into it emotionally. It's so easy for me to do. I mean, I had the most overwhelming experience. There was no awareness of self for so many hours. And then there was so much awareness of self for so many hours. And it opened up the doors to, I mean, it truly was just being fuck overwhelmed with aggressive therapy. And I'm unpacking it all still today, right? I still don't know what I did or what the fuck that experience was or how it's going to benefit my life. But like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to edit out all the F words because I'm just going to mark it as explicit because it's so emphatic and wonderful. Um, so now we can go into how it was for DMT and the mini dose. Yeah, let's, let's, do, let's do a quick DMT recap. And actually, let's do both because they were both super, super important to my experience. I think day one, as you guys have, have established, breaks the the tether and so that you know that it can be broken dmt i'm the fucking turns out i'm the vape king you, you guys were like no one said they they wish they took less i might be that person i mean i fucking hit that dmt vape pen like a 14 year old on youtube i was that was day one at a million miles per hour it was a similar experience i was taken through this journey i was guided through this experience by someone grabbing my feet and pulling me in backwards. It was 
the first half, there were two parts to it for sure for me. The first half was super dark, super fast, super scary, kind of. It was, there was a lot of, a lot of the negatives, the negative fear, negative emotion, as, as people call them. And then I came to and had this, I opened my eyes and I found my body. And it was another one of these moments where I was just so grateful to be alive. I mean, I, I truly haven't felt that in sobriety where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I, I have, this is it. This is why I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm alive. This is the fucking, this is incredible. And I had that and I sat there and my legs were a hundred feet long and I'm, I'm like, this is gorgeous. This is fucking gorgeous. And I made a decision to go back in and I fell back down. And the next half was bliss. It was the same experience as the first half with a smile on my face. I mean, it was fucking incredible. And it only lasted 10 minutes, which was so awesome. It was so awesome. That experience, that the DMT experience was as important as the macro. All three days were equally important as one another. Just different in their own regard, but phenomenal experience. A mini dose. The dose that like made the most sense to me was the hardest day. I think we start, we took it. We started with breathing and meditation. I fell right back into it. I hit it full blast again. Emilio was guiding the meditation. It was perfect. It started out very similar to my previous two days. It was, there was a lot of love and compassion. See, I felt very safe finding safety, learning that I wanted safety. And then I had to go to the bathroom and I woke up and I found another place to sit down and it started to rain and it started to rain outside and it started to rain on my fucking face. I mean, I just started crying for like the next three and a half hours. It was an emotional release. I have not allowed myself in adulthood. Maybe it was so sad, so sad. I mean, it was grieving loss. It was death of friends and family. It was the end of my relationship. It was just so much hard shit being experienced with something other than anger. And I fucking cried three hours. Crazy. Crazy. And I got to say that that was probably the most impactful day. Day one, I can't quite fathom. Day two, I can't quite fathom. Day three, I understand. I experienced it as me, as 37-year-old builder in recovery. You know, that was me. And it was so, so crazy. Wow. So I'm just loving this new experience that you're talking about of returning to yourself and feeling unimaginable relief, gratitude, almost adoration, like it's this sacred thing to come back to your body and to be a lie. And you said it was the first time you felt that in recovery. Yeah. And maybe in my life, I mean, there's like pre-recovery and post-recovery. I don't really remember the first, first bit, but yeah, this, this, 
excitement, this gratitude, all of these things that you like hear people chant to themselves in hopes that it will actually stick just all of a sudden was there. And I like, I mean, even with the day three where I'm just like grieving and sad and crying, I was like, what a fucking gift to be able to experience that compared to like screaming at somebody or trying to get someone to fist fight me at an intersection or like what the fuck ever, however it it expresses itself. I love that feeling because it's like life stays hard as we learn to integrate this into our life. But there are post-macrodose, post-working with psychedelics, if you have that experience, you can drop into those when the moment kind of stills. Maybe you're lying on the sun on a beach and it can come back. Those moments are like the chocolate chip cookies of this desert of starvation. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more. It's so true. And I think that's, so that's where I am now, right? Where I'm, I'm working with this woman where kind of, we're reliving it, we're dissecting it, and we're trying to figure out how to apply it. My experience since being back hasn't been rainbows. It hasn't been roses, but there have been a lot of, a lot of changes like this new appreciation for being alive is fucking incredible. I I still drive down the street and if somebody cuts me off, I want to fight. My first thought is fight. Oh, let's go fight that guy, which is stupid, right? I still have these, like I still have a short fuse and a temper, but I do have this hope that I, I have shaken up the structure of my identity enough that I can rebuild it in a way that, that, I want to with intention. And I truly believe that that is new post this experience. And I truly believe that in six months, in one year, in two years, I'm going to be able to look back and see where the work was done and how it's been benefited me. I, I came back and I, I couldn't get out of bed for two days. I was wrecked. I was emotionally wrecked. I was physically wrecked. I was just so exhausted. And in the middle of that second day, my girlfriend and I decided to have a conversation. Well, she decided to have a conversation. And it was in regards to the future of our relationship. Right before leaving, we kind of decided that we were possibly splitting ways. On that second day of being home, we decided we are definitely splitting ways. And... I don't I wouldn't recommend doing this if you're going to be breaking up with a long-term partner, but there are some things that it brought into this relationship. And one was compassion for her when conversing with her. For the first time in our relationship, she wasn't who I was arguing against, she was my partner who we were trying to figure out a problem together. And for better or for worse, that the solutions to that problem was us breaking up, but it allowed us to have a conversation, a very transparent, very clear, and a very compassionate conversation with one another about the, the ways of going about this. I am sitting in our living room. I will be out of the house in the next like three or four weeks and figuring out logistically how to pack up five years or separate five years worth of shit 
move it to a different state and reestablish myself professionally somewhere else is pretty overwhelming post psilocybin retreat. But I am not mad at her. I'm not mad at her for the first time in a long time. I want her to like have the best experience. I want us both to grow. I want us both to succeed. And I don't resent this process. And it's, that's new. So like, yeah, I still want to fight the driverless cars that are driving around San Francisco all day. But like, I love my part, even though it's coming to an end. I love my friends. I want to treat her how I want to be treated. I want to be treated like a baby. I want like, I, I just want to be safe and love. And I want her. I want my parents. I want my friends to feel the same way. And I want them to give it back. And that's, you know, I still scream at work people and I still am super judgmental and I see people walking down the street fucking dork and like say really dumb shit like that. I, I guess I really, all this has allowed me to do is just cry a lot. All I do is cry. It's actually common both things to cry a lot, but afterwards doing all this work and doing all this change, but to have things reorganize themselves around you. And even though, you, like you said, I don't recommend it and it's not ideal. It's like you have to do a lot of work in the next transition of your life to stay compassionate with yourself because you're rebuilding yourself right now, brick by brick. You're also going to be rebuilding your space brick by brick. You're also rebuilding your profession brick by brick. So as much intentionality and you are doing it, you're doing the hard work of doing it all. And that is, it is so hard and I commend you and I just wish you the very best. I'm so proud and grateful that you're continuing to use all your available resources with staying in continued integration. It's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that wonderful, detailed, honest, and real experience and all the way in from way before you even made the decision to now and the ongoing challenges ahead. And I know that anyone listening to this is also going to be wishing you so much positivity and awareness and intentionality and light as you create your path forward. So thank you so much. Thanks, Tanya. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all the information that you need to learn everything about this retreat on EleusiniaRetreat.com. We are a retreat that offers ongoing integration support, breathwork classes, and cultivation support after you have attended this retreat. It's an amazing experience that's one of its kind. If you're looking for a science-based retreat, something out of the box, something to change your life, something to add to your practice, this is where you really need to start, eleusiniaretreat.com.